Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time to talk some hoops. It's down the lane and throws it down with two hands. Let's talk about the team chasing a championship in 2020. Giannis all the way. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. Stevenson over With Bill Michaels and former Milwaukee Buck and Marquette sharpshooter Steve Novak. Shoots the three at the horn and he banks it in. Loaded up for another three. Got it. Welcome one, welcome all. We are broadcasting live down here at Good City Brewing. That's where you can find us. And uh, it is the Milwaukee Basketball Hour, and it is presented by our friends at Hupie and Abraham. If you want to stop by Good City right down here in the Deer District and right across the street to right across the plaza from the Five Serve Forum, I'm Bill Michaels alongside Marquette Sharpshooter. Oh, I like that. As they called you. Marquette Sharpshooter. Marquette Sharpshooter. Well, yeah. I, I mean, score probably would have been aggressive. Yeah. So, Sharpshooter. I'll take Sharpshooter. Yeah, it was Marquette I mean, Sharpshooter. Yeah, I'm good. like, wow, good for you, man. They <laughs> actually, changed the open of this thing, and yeah. now it's chasing a 2020 championship. It's no longer just the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. It is the crew yeah. chasing a championship. Better believe it. Expectations have Look, gone up. 50 and 8. We're not the – I mean, this is some unique territory. There's no doubt about it, and they're playing well. I think that that, that last game was – What was that game? That was, I asked how important that game was, and in the grand scheme of things, it's a win. Okay, great. But it's, some, it's one of those games you and I talked about last week with Dante um, that did you circle this yep. when it went to the schedule and you knew it was a nationally televised game. And that 10-point that, that run that they had before half to get within two and then just taking over that ball game and shifting momentum in the third quarter – to me, that was the statement of, okay, you hit us with your best shot, now here we come, and you couldn't stop us. Yeah, for sure. And, and you look, look there's every, every year when the schedule comes out, I think there always is a curiosity from everybody around the team. Hey, fellas, which, which games do you have circled? Which ones are you looking at? And there's the ones that the media thinks, you know, hey, they beat you last year, or this team gave you a hard time, or those were tough games, but what about this one? What about Toronto? What about – Right. And you heard – I thought Giannis was very candid when he said – Look, I had the playoffs last year. I had those four losses on my mind, and I have every time that we've played the Raptors since then. And, and truthfully, watching Giannis in that game, you can tell he has been a student of the game and trying to figure out what Toronto did last year, how he can be better, how he can be a, the leader, a teammate, the guy who cannot be stopped. And I think you saw that. Toronto continued to try to play some of that. Collapsing what, defense, collapsing for lack of a better de- term. Yeah. And, and you can kind of see during the game, Giannis would be at the top, and there would be a one, one defender, two, two. Right, right in front right. of him. Then he would be on the wing. It would be the same thing. It looked like the same defense. One, two, two. So Nick Nurse is continuing, I think, to try to use what worked last year, but understanding, look, Giannis is starting to figure it out. The, his patience that he showed and the way that he played in that game, I think, has to be scary for Toronto because he, he did show, look, I, I've been paying attention. I've been studying, figuring out what I need to do to take that next step this year. 
the word patience because we were all uh, the day that day uh, day of the game saying, oh, he's, he's 33 is the over and under, and I'm going to take the over because Giannis is going to go off. And then as I watched the game unfold, he really did. He penetrated, and then he kicked it back out. He drew coverage, and then he kicked it back out. Or he'd put up a shot or give somebody underneath an opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just, I don't have to be the man. Absolutely. And, and that was probably the most eye-opening. Because normally you, you'd see him, I'm taking it to the hoop. We saw him, how many times did he drop his shoulder and try to run over people in that, in that, tournament, or in that uh, series? The other night he didn't. He didn't try to do that at all. He just kind of took what they gave him and said, okay, I'm good with this. He still drops uh, almost a triple-double on him, but yet got everybody involved. He did, and and there is no doubt that he understands that that has that's exactly what he's got to be, and that's what this team has to be to win a championship. Last year, I think for a, a Milwaukee Bucks team to not lose two games in a row the entire season, then lose four games to the Toronto Raptors, that that is sitting on all the guys' shoulders still this year. They, mm-hmm. They're reminded no matter how many wins we have, whether we're fifty and eight and we have the best record in the league, we're we have a fear that we can still possibly not have done enough to be able to win all the playoff series leading up to the finals and then be the best team at the end of the year in the finals. And so I think that you you are seeing Giannis, like you said, know that he can't do it himself. He right. understand, and, and the way Chris Middleton has been playing over the last four games, but really over the entire season oh, yeah. so far, has has been huge. And I think Giannis knows he can trust Chris Middleton. He can trust Eric Bledsoe. He uh-huh. can tru- and that's a big part of it because Giannis would still be putting his shoulder down if he didn't think those guys around him were capable of stepping up, being the go-to. Think about Chris Middleton against Washington two games ago. Giannis fouls out. Middleton had missed four straight shots. Straight shots, yeah. The guy was cold-blooded after that, though. Yep. Knocking down shot after shot. It was the last nine points were all Middleton. The last nine points. Yeah. In an overtime game where Bradley Beal was absolutely unstoppable. And yeah. so I think that's telling, too. When With Giannis out of the game at the end of the game, the Bucks had a guy they could absolutely go to. And you could tell Chris Middleton equally as important, understood, I need to be aggressive. I need to be the guy. Even though I just missed some shots, Giannis mm-hmm. is out. I got to be the guy. And, he, and he, to his credit, he made he made, he made the shots. I, he took them, and they were tough. I was impressed in Toronto. George Hill got involved. Dante got involved. Pat Connaughton got involved. It was like, again, I go back to the amount of depth this team has consistently has been remarkable. Uh, it has been, you know, the ability to – go to anybody you know what i mean and be able to filter that and, and i you know i talked about it when we talked about having coach bud on he said well this team what he's noticed from last year to this year is a championship medal and it doesn't mean you're winning a championship it means that you've got that ability to go win a championship because no longer do you doubt yourself or you get nervous in big situations now you you figure it out you'll you'll yeah. you'll fit you know i think part of being a champion is when you're down is figuring out then who you are and how you go about to get better and how you go about to overcome and i think that's what this team has yeah i agree i mean i think if you think back to last year before the playoffs started there was still and, and look this is not necessarily the team's thinking but it's the messaging around the team and i, I think it's hard to ignore for a lot of t- a lot of times when you're when you're a player it was that look the bucks haven't done it yet they haven't been out of the first round in 18 years we'll see when they get out of the first round then we'll really we'll believe that they're they're that good and we were talking about a team that had the best record had 60 wins in the regular season but it was still hey look they haven't been out of the first round right so we'll see there's none of that messaging anymore we'll see if they get out of the first round the expectation is the bucks are going to win the first round 
They're going to win the second round. They're yeah. clearly looked at right now as the best team in the East. So I think that it's the mindset of, of this Milwaukee Bucks team as well. And so when Coach Bud says, look, this is a team that has a championship medal, championship mentality, I think it's because they're desperate to win a championship. There is a, a, a clear shift in mentality. When you lost four games to the Toronto Raptors and certainly in the locker room believe that they were the better team, the Milwaukee Bucks were, I think you start this season with a different expectation. There's no doubt about it. And they've earned the right to feel that way. I mean, they're playing great. They're 50-8 and eight right now. They haven't flinched. They, you know, beat the top teams in the West, 2-0 and o against Clippers, 2-0 and o against Toronto. We got Ursan Ilyasova joining us now. Uh, got that headset that. on now. Now he's ready to go. There you go. Yeah, it's kind of cold up there, yeah. <laughs> so keep yourself up. How are you, brother? Good, good, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me, man. How Thanks big of a win up. was it in Toronto? I mean, we, we were sitting here talking about certain games that you look at at the beginning of the season, but obviously, you know, the remnants from last year and trying to get a win and doing it in impressive fashion there. How big of a win was that for you guys? It was big, you know, and the thing is uh, it's uh, for us to make it in the playoffs. It's a lot of games to kind of test where we're in right now. And uh, not just the Toronto game. I think the road trip was great. You know, uh, when we played against Washington, we was, you know, 20 points up and went to overtime. You know, I think uh, from this road trip, we learned that, you know, we have to kind of play 48 minutes. It's not like, you know, we, we kind of used to play, you know, that uh, in the first half uh, and after we just come up flat and, you know, it's when we lose the lead. I think even with those eight games we lost, we lost this way, you know, against Miami. I remember we was 20 points up and we just lost this game, you know. And uh, like you said, against Toronto, we, we got tested. You know, we see what uh, a lot of teams will do against us. You know, double team Giannis, of course, you know, bring a lot of, you know, uh, help from big side. And I think this is the biggest things for us. You know, the other guys have to step up and do the right place. I, had, uh, I was telling Steve, I had Coach Bud on the show a couple weeks ago. And I'd asked him what he had learned from last year to this year. And he said, well, coaching, you're always learning both about the team that you guys have a championship medal. And the only thing that I could take from that is you have the ability to figure it out. And when you're young and you're coming up, you start to get into a situation where it's kind of like running in quicksand. You know you're trying. You know you're tr really trying to do everything you can, but you're running in quicksand. Champions, figure it out. Is that the way you guys kind of feel between last year to this year, that you, you're figuring it out? Yeah, of course. You know, now, I think, you know, last year, uh, obviously, expectation wasn't there. You know, obviously, the new coach, you know, Coach Bud just came and we got like, a lot of players, new players. And uh, I think we will see where we're at last year, you know, and uh, we gain experience. Uh, and uh, like this year, it's all about winning now. Now we kind of know what to expect from each other. Uh, we kind of, everybody familiar with the system. And uh, like you said, you know, before the, we, we get in the playoffs, you know, we, we already knew how tough it's going to be. You know, play seven games series, it's not easy. But, you know, when you play regular season, it's kind of, you play one kind of, you know, the strategy against different teams, you know, you just apply something different. But when the playoff starts, you know, this is, uh, the, the different, exactly different basketball. As far as just you know, you, you the team come with uh, different strategies. You know, every every game, every series. So I think, it's, it's, like you say, it's learning experience. You know, when they ex actually against Toronto, you know, we kind of see it that you know if you know Giannis got triple team. You know, other guys have to find the right place. And I think, as a matter of fact, you know, this practice this morning, we kind of work on it. We watch the film. You know, because we knew the thing, uh, the, the good Giannis is. You know, everybody tried to you know double team and triple team. So like every Everybody have to be in the right place. Uh, and you guys just came off, and you, you know, you just talked about that road trip was big for you guys. Obviously, you guys have been playing well, but the way you won that Washington game and won that Toronto game, and Bill, you're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks. It's almost like having the mentality of just figuring it out. And I think, to, I think back to that Washington game in Washington. 
where it's the end of the game. Bradley Beal is basically unstoppable. The guy's going for his second 50-point game in a row. Middleton's, he got kind of cold there late, wasn't making all the shots. Giannis fouls out. What did what did you see from Chris Middleton? What did he show in that game? I, I know he's been good all year, but I feel like over these last four games, Middleton's averaging 29 points a game, and it's been at times when it's been so important. There's been runs by the other team, and he comes down and hits big shots, or Giannis fouls out, and he's able to close the game and be the go-to. What what did what did he, what did he show in that game? I guess as his teammates and the confidence you have for him against Washington late. I mean, like you know, when you talk about Miss Chris Middleton, you know, he's not like a flash guy. You know, he's always I mean, he's really reliable, consistent. I will say, I uh, will give you he will give you effort like every night and out. You know, and uh, I think he's one of the reliable guys in our team. You know, and uh, obviously when things get really bad and uh, he's you know he show already you know he's capable come up and you know give us like big buckets. You know and. Uh, I think not just like Chris, you know, and uh, I think Eric Bledsoe, you know, same way. Uh, we have those guys who kind of we can rely on, you know, sometimes we, even like, you know, the, uh, against Washington, you know, Yan uh, is getting foul trouble early, but, you know, and uh, everybody step up in the big time. Obviously, Chris, you know, make those buckets, man, during the, you know, the uh, overtime and uh, before the overtime, it was big. And I have, okay, so that was the Washington game. That was impressive. That was fun to watch, right? overtime game my little man had gone to bed you guys were killing him i said it's fine go to bed the game's over he woke up in the morning and said what happened it was overtime i missed it and i told him all about it. he was pumped but then you guys go to toronto and i really bill maybe you have a question about the game i more specifically would really like to know what's drake's deal what, what <laughs> what's drake's deal i mean so you guys clearly you do your wrestling right so good before every game you get loose you slam each other. You got your WWE uh, belts. Yeah. I mean, everyone loves it, right? right? The national media loves it. It's on the Jumbotron before the game. And your guy Drake comes in, the the global ambassador for the Toronto Raptors, who was obnoxious. All the Milwaukee radio stations took a break from Drake right. last year. Is it time to take another break from Drake? Because he, he came in with two championship belts from WWE, was talking trash to Giannis. Uh, I mean, did you whisper anything friendly to him during oh, the game? Did you? Uh, I think his biggest thing just uh, you know kind of give destruction. You know, obviously yeah. it's you know uh, some players kind of get into it, some not. You know, I even spoke with Yanis. You know, he said like he like whole game he was just talking to him, but you know, <laughs> and knowing Yanis, he, he doesn't like. He's kind of you know they see the floor. You kind of see the all those like fans, you know, on the side. I mean, not just him. Like I think like the way the way we play, everybody focused in. I mean, if you start, you know, kind of uh, give you paying attention, like with different fans, you know, and stuff, and sometimes even does, like, you know, we always had this conversation is with the coaches and stuff, and our, ourselves, even the referees, you know, sometimes when the whistle doesn't go your way, just do your thing, you know, and just be focused on what would you do, and uh, just, you know, play game. That's, that's what we were doing, and, uh, like our records speak of themselves. The best, I, the best shot of him, though, was as you guys started to roll in that third yeah, quarter. Yeah. And he's just sitting there, and he's licking his lips, and he's, you know, when when you can just shut somebody up, just yeah, beat exactly. them. That's yep. that's the way to do yep. it. We are broadcasting live down here at Good City Brewing. It is the Milwaukee Basketball Hour presented by Hupi and Abraham. We got Airson Ilyasova in the house. More bucks chatter coming up right after this. Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. 
back. We are glad to have you. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. It's uh, Steve Novak alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Here's Sonny Eliasova, the Milwaukee Bucks, joining us here. We're at Good City Brewing as well. Good City Brewing, an award-winning local craft brewery. Stop on down. It's in the Deer District down here. Terrific food. A lot of craft beers on tap, and you can swing in and get any one of them. Also time now for the UP and Abraham Injury Report. Kyle Korver is the only one on it, which is fantastic because there's only one guy there. It's not a banged-up basketball team by any stretch. He's got some back issues, but should be back relatively soon, hopefully. And that's the Hupie and Abraham Injury Report. Call Hupie and Abraham. Voted best, rated best year after year after year. Steve Novak alongside. Also, your son, Elias Sova, here as well. So we were sitting here talking a little bit about uh, Drake. Is there... Is it, do you ever get into it a little bit with uh, you got to keep tunnel vision, but do you ever just want to, uh, you know, who's who's got who's got the worst fans? Put it that way. Who's got the worst <laughs> fans courtside? Uh, like I said, you know, I never focus on the fans. You know, so it's basically probably I never noticed the. Okay. You know, I will take Toronto one of them. Yeah. Yeah, probably maybe Drake. Kinda. Well, Drake's one. And Drake's I mean. Lead. It's, it's especially from the last year, kind of, you know. Right. Yeah, when you have that wound, you know, still healing. And, you know, it's one of those <laughs> things. And, you know, you see the thing again. But, you know, I think it, it, the, the thing is when we beat the Raptors, it was like, great, you know, especially at Toronto. One of the things that I thought was really neat after the game uh, in Washington, they bring uh, um, uh, Chris over, and he's doing the, the interview, the post-game interview. And one of the things he wanted to do right away was bring in Eric, bring in Bledsoe. He said, my guy bled. And it's... It's like both guys know, first of all, that one doesn't really do well without the other. But also, both guys took a lot of heat last year in the postseason when the season ended. It's like both guys are trying to lift each other up to get to that postseason, get back at it, and do it all over again and kind of prove everybody wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. They were probably one of the best friends, you know. And, uh, even in the locker room, they always sit together. I think I think this is the way you build chemistry. You know, obviously, the, you know, two important, you know, players for us. Uh, uh, for our team and uh, I mean this is the biggest thing for us you know just everybody uh, kind of hold each other accountable and you know uh, give extra support when you need it because the basketball and when you see the NBA season so long you know 82 games sometimes you have uh, you know the stretches when you don't feel right you know the ball doesn't go and you know it's I mean a lot of things involved you know but when you have somebody who kind of you know kind of push you you know kind of give, give you on top of you, you know it's, it's great and, and Bledsoe is definitely a guy I feel like that's really playing his role this year and you know when he came from phoenix he was the go-to guy he was featured in the offense he knew he could take as many shots as he want as he wanted i guess how important is bledsoe because i feel like he is overshadowed a little bit in terms of Giannis is an all-star chris is an all-star bled has been chipping away doing a really good job this year how important i guess is he to this bucks team in terms of making you guys go offensively and defensively i mean for me the blesser should be the all-star for sure and you know like when you when you see that record you know he's a, one of the biggest pieces you know that why we have that record you know and he's one of the guys who come up and you know defensively he just play hard every game and uh, you know offensively as well when we need when we need buckets you know he's always there come up you know and play pick and roll play right way and you know sometimes and uh, when you play defensively you know that the point guard is the main thing you know just you know apply the pressure to the guy who bring the ball from opposite team you know so right. you know set the tempo for the whole team especially you know for being him being in the starting lineup you know it's everybody watching him we play with the great energy you know every game so i think it's really important you know so, and i think uh, for sure the 100 percent he should be an all-star yeah no i agree and bill you made a good point too you kind of said Middleton and Bledsoe, they understand, and it seems like they kind of lift each other up. Yeah. They play well together. And I think about the last two Washington games, 
you guys just were on the road trip and beat Washington, and then there was a January 28th game against Washington as well. That January 28th game was a game where Middleton went off and had, what, 51 points? 51, yeah. But no one really noticed, but Eric Bledsoe had 34 points. Giannis was out. Yeah, he always does the quiet right. way, you know, like you even notice right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. And, he, and 10 assists. So, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a big-time game. And now this last game, uh, two games ago when you guys were in Washington, again, Bledsoe had 24 points and 10 assists, another heavy double-double. But it's Chris Middleton going off again, getting With his 40, 40 points. Yeah. yeah, and so I think and you're the right. Final There's, nine of the game, and yeah. But I, so I think seeing both those guys do that at the same time, it, I mean, it's just it's a it's just such a positive thing because I feel like there's so many personalities in the NBA where when one guy's going, the other guy basically maybe need, he could be subbed out or he, yeah. he needs to be kind of the, the back and forth or not out there together. But to see those guys kind of raise each other up, I feel like has kind of been the theme of your guys' this season. We had Dante DiVincenzo on the last show. He was talking about that. He said the truth is it's fun to play because we're, we're, we're play for each other. We don't care who shoots it. Yeah. We're trying to raise each other up. Is that the in the locker room just the clear mentality that you don't care if you score four points or 30, and, but you're genuinely out there trying to move the ball? doesn't matter who gets it as long as you guys win. Is that in the locker room the, the true, genuine thought process? Yeah, I mean, I think like the way you see the box right now, is, I think it's our identity, you know, as far as just – when they come to locker room, nobody even like you know talk about like who who score or who's not scoring. You know, I think when we get a W, everybody satisfied in some way. Uh, obviously, you know the basketball, the NBA, it's a team sport. You know, everybody want to contribute in some way. You know, and uh, for some reason, you know, when I play in different teams, everybody think when they score, this is the contribution. But like you know, in this locker room, we we know like you know it's it's not about scoring. Obviously, we have guys who will come and score. You know, but. Uh, for sure we have some guys who come up we do whatever necessary you know it's not just you know kind of rely on the scoring but it's all different things you know rebounding play defense play right way you know be in the right spot you know it's and uh, i think this is going to be cater us in the long way uh reading the article about you guys in the ringer did you see the defensive article which is an amazing article itself but one of the things that i wanted to ask you talk about things that you do that really aren't statistically seen the big men in this, watching Brooke Lopez play the middle the other night, you're not getting a lot of stats because you're not blocking shots and you're not getting boards, but the amount of guys that penetrated and ran into the wall, whether it's yourself or Brooke or Ra or anybody, and had to kick it back out because they just couldn't get to the basket. I mean, is that we talk about pride, everybody wants to score and everybody wants to be flashy, but is there some kind of like bond with you guys right now that just like you're almost like a football team. It's just you are not gonna get to the hoop on us. Yeah, I think like the, the, the way we set up, you know, obviously Gosh Bad, the biggest mentality is the defense, you know, and the way we work, uh, you know, in a training camp, you know, the, our mindset was, you know, defense. I mean, if you're not let a score, you know, the other team and you, you can end up with a couple of easy baskets, you know, you always have a chance to win the game. And, you know, sometimes we have those nights when we kind of, the shot doesn't go for us, you know, we can like, you know, we meet like 12 over from three-point line, you know, but I think the one thing we always rely on our defense. Like you said, you know, Brooke is always there, blocking shot, you know. I was there, you know, taking charges, you know, myself. Right. And it was like, we have a lot of guys, you know, Pat Covington, you know, play aggressively, and we have, uh, you know, even from last year, Yanis and uh, Bledsoe got, you know, defensive player of the year, you know, so as, as important. I think this is those things will carry the championship. One of the things that I, lo- I enjoy watching, you bring up Pat and, and Dante DiVincenzo, those two guys have the fastest hands I've ever seen. I mean, they'll track you down from behind and swat a ball, they'll pick it away, they'll hit it, they'll tip it. You know, we saw DiVincenzo the other night catch it and spin yep. in a flash. All of a sudden, next thing you know, you're off on a fast break. 
it's not just the big guys in the middle that there's a there's a pride factor when it comes to playing defense. And when you talk about Coach Bud instilling that, which is great, but it's also in today's day and age, you got to buy into that, right? I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you got as you know, a player, you got to say, yeah, I got to play. Some yeah, defense. like I said, and everybody like to play offense. Nobody right. like to play defense, you know. And uh, I think in play defense, you have to, you know, spend a lot of energy. It's all about hustle, you know. And I think uh, when you look at the team, we you have to accept your role. Uh, I mean, you're not going to, you know, we have guys who are not going to come up and, you know, score 30, 40 points a game. But, you know, we have guys who play hard and, you know, we do whatever necessary. And it's, I mean, it's a real thing right now. I was reading an article recently, too, that right now I think the Bucks are the eighth best defensive team in NBA history and the, and the best in the last 11 right. years based on points allowed per 100 possessions, which is essentially – the defensive statistic that says over an entire season what kind of defense you're playing, what you're giving up. You're talking about the eighth best defense in NBA history, the last 11 years to be that dominant. And, and I, I feel like, Bill, you just said the word that I feel like is so important on really good teams is buy-in. And I guess how does how has Coach Bud, because you know, you've been on, what, six, six different franchises. You've played in Turkey and Spain. i played on nine different teams. The buy-in is always – a really fragile thing it's like yeah. if you're winning you probably have 12 out of 15 guys that are that are bought bought and if you're losing maybe half the team or less what is it about coach bud and the way this team is made up that allows you guys to truly have that buy-in that you can tell you guys are are committed to doing it the right way you guys are committed to the same thing there's not you guys don't have guys going off and doing separate things that you can tell guys are really irritated with how does coach bud what is his messaging like i guess for you guys to really create that that buy-in that everybody is on board. Well, the good thing about coach, he's like really coach about his understand and uh, I think his uh, the approach to the players is like really unique. Uh, he will probably always talk to you in the same way, but you know, and uh, whatever you did wrong or right, he will address you. But at the same time, he address everybody. So I think like it's it's why we really important everybody in the same page. Like we know what expect from each other, and I think like you know when you're in a team. Uh, like you know we have right now it's all about just kind of know what to expect from each other and uh, we know what the coach want from us you know so and uh, I've been with you know with coach Bud in Atlanta as well before that you know and and uh, he's one of the guys who like even during the season you know he always give you the break when needed and uh, he will be always hard on you when we need it so it's like as a perfect kind of combination you know and uh, when you play all long, long season like this you know obviously we have those days kind of recovery days you know and everything i think this is kind of help us to just you know truly believe in him and he believe in us so i think this is the most important thing gonna go ahead and take a quick break we are broadcasting live down here at good city brewing if you want to stop down it's the milwaukee basketball hour here sonny Eliasovas here as our guest tonight we're brought to you by hupi and abraham network health pro star services the wisconsin athletic hall of fame and also our friends at lammy sports management we have got more coming up right after this you're listening to the bill michaels sports talk network Welcome back. It's the uh, Milwaukee Basketball Hour. We're broadcasting live down here at Good City Brewing with restaurants and event spaces located on the east side and in the heart of the Deer District. Good City Brewing, their crafts and unique Milwaukee experiences centered right here around the fresh local beer and the good food that we have down here tonight as well. Make sure you stop down to the uh, Deer District and enjoy Good City Brewing. Uh, got Steve Novak alongside, Irsan Ilyasova. So we're sitting here talking during the break. You keep coming back to Milwaukee. you gotta, you got to love the... The cooking or something or the it's beer. The it's, it's the weather. It's the weather. It's the weather. It's the weather. I love the summer. Summer. 
<laughs> Winter is okay, but you know the summer is great. That's summer here is a good good summer time. Summer is perfect. Yeah. Did, do you stay, or do you? Do, where do you really. go? Go back Not home? Really. Nah, I mean the thing is in the summertime. You know when we finish for the season, I always. Uh, it's uh, I play for the national team. Okay. It's always the European Championship. Like uh, last time I played World Cup, it was in China. Yes, yeah, so it's it's busy summers. Wow, that's a ton of travel right there. You got some frequent flyer miles all built up. A bunch of frequent flyer miles, but you've been all over the place. So you played Turkey. You played in Turkey. Played yeah, before I was drafted, I I was playing Turkey, and I was drafted in 2005. Uh, played two years and left. Uh, I signed with Barcelona for two years and came back. He's played in Europe, played for played for a season in the at the time the D League, now the G League. Played for the Bucks three times now, but yeah. in what six six different NBA franchises? Is that right? Yeah. If you don't count the uh, OKC, I was there for three games of the season. That counts. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had to make a jersey for you. Yeah, it was crazy. They had they to make a jersey. If, if they had to make a jersey for you, for you it counts. trade me. I was, they got whole, out of the pro I was there for whole training camp and three games of the season. <laughs> and they trade me for the Philadelphia. So what? So what do you do when you have your man cave, right? And you have all your jerseys from everywhere you played. They had to make you a jersey in, in Oklahoma City. Yeah, so, they did. So do you put that up in the man cave, or you're like, no, that's for, we wash the floors with that. No, I throw it in my basement. You know, because I was so pissed. But now, <laughs> <laughs> but now I took it back. So it was crazy. My son always asks me because when I was I was traded from the Oklahoma City Thunder to the Denver Nuggets, but I never went to Denver. And Denver bought me out, and then I signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. And so my son, he would like, he would say, "Siri, show me Steve Novak." And my bio would come up. Yeah. I go, "What? What are you doing over there?" And he would say, "Dad, you play for the Denver Nuggets. When did you play for the Denver Nuggets?" Right. I'm like, "I, I didn't actually go there." A couple of seconds. A couple of seconds. <laughs> when it was, you know, the fall, the fall exactly. uh, call was going through. That's about it. You're on the phone with the the. GM I was a Nugget when they picked me up, and I answered the phone to say, "Okay, thank you very much." And yeah, that, that was, was it. it. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the NBA, it's, it's all about business. You know, I learned it in my 13 years in the NBA. It's, I mean, sometimes it was like, you know, it's, it's just like a move from one team to another, you know. But, I mean, it's always, you know, nice to find the right place. So, well, here, that was going to be my next question. So you've played a lot of different places. What makes this team, not the city, just this team, this group of guys, what makes this different from other teams that you've played on? Uh... I think with this team, it's everybody understand what we need to do to reach a goal. Obviously, our goal is championship, you know. And uh, I think like when we're in the locker room, I see like in everybody's eyes, everybody won it. I mean, we won it really badly. And uh, I think that from uh, even last year, you know, we kind of was there, but not exactly. And I mean, this year, it's like you can see the sparkle in everybody's eyes even more. Like, you know, everybody believing that we can do it, you know. So I think this is the most important thing. And have you... In your career, like you said, 13 years in the NBA, you played all over the place. Really, from the beginning of your career to now, has has your game? Do you see your game? Has it evolved a ton? Are you a very similar player to when you first began? And I guess also part of my question too, I guess, is with this Bucks team and the success that you guys are having, are guys truly able to be themselves on this team, or do you feel like it's almost like? everyone has evolved a little bit everyone has adapted and been willing to change in order to make this team successful because i always feel like that's such a fine line is it like everybody's doing a little more everyone's doing a little less or is it or are they winning because everyone's truly able to be exactly who they are so i'm kind of curious your career as well as kind of the fit of this team i mean you know the thing is like uh everybody has to understand you know in order like it's only one ball uh you know we have uh, you know 15 guys who want to play you know, over 47 minutes, you know. 
But the thing is, you know, the, when you look at, you know, the teams, you know, it's all about accept your role. And I think the team became truly good team when everybody accepted the role and know what to expect from each other. I think like we we kind of in this in this team we see that you know and uh, obviously we got guys who will use the ball more the other guys you know and uh, the other guys really kind of accept it and you know and uh, try to do different things even better so I think this is the you know thing for us even you know when we play defense you know it's not like even in this league you cannot stop like you know a lot of guys one on one you know it's all about like trusting each other. Uh, we always know if somebody get beaten, we have a Brook, you know, who gonna block the shot, who gonna, you know, help you, and you know, we have a lot of guys who step up and do the things, you know. Same as offense, you know. Obviously, you know, the Giannis he can score 50 points easy in every game, you know. And obviously, the team still triple team him now. Now, now he's uh, learn, he's still learning, you know, to find the right, you know, person, the right pass, you know. And when a double team come, you know, it's, it's a process. I think it's a process for everybody. Even we have a lot of guys who used to, you know, play in different teams and. Their role was like use more balls, you know, shoot more. They were they were scoring more, but you know when you're part of this great team, it's, it's everybody has to contribute in the right way to win the team, not just you know do your thing. Time now for the hometown advantage analysis presented by Network Health. The Bucks head into tomorrow night's game against OKC with uh, one of the best home records in the NBA, 26 and three. And uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you is, does the building? Does the, the surrounding, does the atmosphere make a huge difference? And the reason I asked, some of the national talking heads said, people don't come to Milwaukee, Giannis is going to leave, he's going to go play elsewhere. And then all we keep talking about is new facility, a new infrastructure, a new excitement in town. You've played in different cities. This place is going crazy every night almost on a regular basis. Oh, by the way, they can pay him the most money, and you have the best record in the NBA, and you're winning basketball. So does the building, does the surroundings, does the people and the fans and the experience, locker room and all the amenities, does that make a big difference to you guys? Yeah, of course. It's amazing. You know, I've been part of the team and uh, uh, when we played in Bradley Serra, you know, and uh, I think it was 2011, 12, you know, and when uh, we play against Chicago regular season game, you know, and uh, we, I see a lot of guys wearing, you know, Bulls jersey than right. like, you know, the Bucks jersey. But now, like, it's, it's crazy, you know. We, we see the people, it's almost sold out over, every night, you know. I think this is, you, you feel even more energized, you know, like, Sometimes when you, you come in the arena, you have like, you know, you have low energy, but as soon as you stop on the floor and see all those guys going crazy, you know, it's going to pump you up, you know, even you play even harder. That's the part of the Hometown Advantage analysis presented by Network Health, your Hometown Advantage health plan. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, uh, you know, you guys are on such a roll right now. You haven't lost since the All-Star break. Steve and I talked to Dante DiVincenzo the last week about this, but coming out of that game, against indianapolis against indiana you guys it just we're flat for lack of a better term does something like that and you have all that time to think about that last game does that any motivation there or is that just hey it was a lost bad and game out of here the timing was sucked though like you know <laughs> it was like and that and that you know that uh, right before the all-star break when you have like four or five days without no basketball you know you just think about whoa what's happening you know what we did wrong but i think sometimes it's good just you know to think about and uh uh, I think like that game was kind of uh, awkward for us, you know, we try to do our best, you know, but like I said, you know, sometimes ball doesn't, you know, go, you know, in a hoop for you, but even like you have get credit to, you know, to Indiana, they play really well, you know, they share the ball, I mean, they, they really get buckets and, uh, you know, critical moments, even when we come back at the four points, you know, we miss the shot and the score on top of it, so I, I still remember the game, you know, from even like, you know, a couple of weeks now, so it's, I think sometimes, like, you know, it's long season. You know, you have to learn from your mistakes and get better. 
What has it meant for this team to win without Giannis or when he has fouled out and taken long stints to the bench? Um, because it seems like, I mean, granted, that game was the first time you lost a game he didn't play in all season long. You were 5-0 and to that point. But the fact that you guys have been able to win without him as a team, what has that meant for confidence for this team going forward? I mean, it's, it's, it's showing the strength of the team, you know, and uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, get to your point, you know, I spoke with my uh, friend of mine, Zaza Pachule, who was, you know, get sure. uh, two championships with Golden State Warriors. He yeah. said, you know, the starting lineup, we're, we're win the regular season, but your bench will win the championship. I think this is like, uh, it's make more sense for me now, you know, obviously you have a starting lineup who play really well, but, you know, you have to use all other guys, you know, to honor, in order to win the championship, to get in the playoffs, you know, because, you know, the playoffs, is, you know, it's a lot, of, a lot of games you play and everybody has to contribute in the right way to, you know, in order for success. Uh, that's that's a great point. It that's is, a great point. It is interesting, too, because I think about in the playoffs, right, the, the conversation is always, hey, look, in the playoffs, the, the rotation is going to shorten. You're only going right. to play eight, nine guys. What does it matter who your bench is? But you're, like you said, Zaza Pachulia, a guy who's won two championships, says, "Yeah, your starters. I mean, they got to they got to do the job. They got to be a certain caliber. But you're going to win a championship based on the right. dogs that you bring in, the guys that can get stuff done." Yeah. And so, I mean, hearing it from a guy like that who, you know, was a starter and came off the bench, I think it is insightful. And it's there's no question this Bucks bench. You guys have been pretty incredible this year. That goes back to the whole buy-in. It really does. In, yeah. in my opinion, it goes back to guys just, you got to know your role. Dante was saying, hey, lo- you talked about him being a half-and-half half starter and half-and-half half bench guy. Yeah. He's like, I'm comfortable off the bench, man. I can't wait to get back there and then come into a game and, and stir it up and do my thing and, and burst in my you know few minutes and then back out. I mean, it's not that you don't want to be a starter. Right. It's that if you know your role and you accept it. And it's, I mean, we got a lot of guys who can start, be starting on different right. teams, you know, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's fun to watch. Uh, we're going to come back with the final segment of the program. By the way, you want to find us everywhere. Go to MKE B-Ball Hour on uh, social media, and you'll find us there as well. Final segment of the, uh, with, uh, the Milwaukee Basketball Hour coming up right after this. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Welcome back. It's the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. A reminder, it's a quick turnaround next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, right back here at Good City Brewing is going to be the Milwaukee Basketball Hour. It's brought to you by our friends at Hupie and Abraham, Network Health, ProStar Services, and uh, our friends at the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame and Lammy Sports Management here with Steve Novak and here's Sonny Eliasova, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, final segment before we get out of here. So, you guys right now, your son, you guys uh, undefeated out of this, you know, the unofficial second half of the season. You got OKC coming to town. We talked about this last week a little bit, but at all, do you think about 70 or before you get to 60? Do you know? I mean, because we talked about load management down the stretch because <laughs> no, guys, but, you know, look, at, honest, look at her. Son's know, face. Know, like, no, he lights up and smiles uh, because nah, we don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, but be honest, if you start, you know, thinking about those things, then you're in trouble. You know, yeah. I think we, we don't think this way. You know, obviously, each game, I mean, in order to reach in the top of the, you know, whatever we want, it's just you have to isolate like each game. So I think like each game for us is a championship, you know. So I, we have to play and we see we're going to get rich, you know. I, so. I got to ask you, I, I'm, I'm listening to all the national talking heads, and it's like what 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 is it do they have against the Milwaukee Bucks? It's like they're almost root against. Do you ever listen? Do you guys listen to this and share these yes, stories I and do. say, I we're going to throw it on our shoulders and all we want to do is prove everybody wrong? I mean, are you, are you looking at it as the us against the world mentality right now? I think this is the burden of the being a small market team, you know, and I mean, nobody wants to see you succeed, but I think we're going to prove them wrong. 
and uh, I, I, I watch a lot of those, you know, the NBA analytics who talk about, you know, NBA teams and stuff. I mean, as soon as the conversation go about Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, they're like, you know, it's always there. But our record always speak for themselves. You know, they they have to admit it us now. But you know, before I remember, I played for Bucks for you know almost my whole career. Even nobody was even talking about. It, but now they have to. I, and I agree. I, I love it. Right? You turn on a national. We're talking national hoops, or it's on ESPN, and it's the, they're debating back it's and forth. It's ESPN, Fox oh, yeah. One. I mean, all and these different national shows, and they just don't give them credit. Well, I love that it's it's what you just asked. The first question is, and it's probably the question I've been asked the most in the last three weeks than ever before. Are the Bucks going to win 70? Are they going to win 70? And obviously, based on Ursan's response, the Milwaukee Bucks really don't care about 70. It doesn't achieve anything for them. But then, if you if you watch, if you continue to watch a little bit of the show on whatever national network you're watching, then the next conversation is, you know, the Milwaukee Bucks have had the weakest strength of schedule up to this point. And so, regardless of the fact that the Milwaukee Bucks have the number three ranked offense, the number one ranked defense, that they've they're 50 and eight. That they have the MVP with the most, if he's the most efficient player of all time, and the Bucks are winning more by more points against their opponents than any team in NBA history, over 12 points a game. So, all those things are happening, but your strength of schedule has been weak. You beat the Raptors, you're two and zero against them. You beat the Lakers, you beat the Clippers twice, and so my question, I guess, for you, Ursan, is you've done all those things. You're 50 and eight. You guys have been the most, one of the most dominant teams in NBA history, on track for 71 wins right now. But your schedule's been weak, so are you guys? Are you really that good? That's my question for you. <laughs> I mean, no, it. I'm just saying that's it's the national about, media It's not about who you play against. It's all about us, you know. We, right. I mean, it doesn't matter who we play against. The teams who are below the 500 or above the 500. I think it's if we do the whatever necessary and do like what we're supposed to do, we're gonna beat anybody. So I think it's it's why we focus. We don't focus on who we play against. You know, obviously it's always game plan. We always come and shoot rounds, you know, the coaches give us like, oh, we're going to guard this guy, you're going to guard, guard this guy. But, you know, I think like our core is the main thing is already preset, you know, we know what we have to do. It doesn't matter who you play against, you know, so we do it and we obviously we're going to win the whole, whole games. See, I look at it as if I'm somebody coming off the bench to get to 70, it's on me because eventually you're going to lock up that first seat. You guys are just, you were eight games ahead of Toronto now, I think is what you are, seven or eight games. So eventually you're going to lock up that first seed with games remaining against teams that are vying for the playoffs. So I would assume Coach Bud at some point is going to say, hey, you know, we're not going to, we're going to rest some of the starters, get, make sure everybody's legs are good. So everybody that's coming off the bench, we get to 70, it's up to you. I mean, do you kind of look at it that way, that eventually it's going to come down to you guys and what if you guys close, do? it's right? Right? If it, so exactly. The, I if it's the close. question is, if it's 67 wins, you guys got four games left. Yeah. It's not like you were. It's the Ersan show at that point, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm whatever just it takes. Yeah, <laughs> is whatever. it like a competitive like fire? We're, we're all ready to play. You know, it doesn't really matter. 67 games or whatever. I mean, but obviously at the same time, you always have to see the bigger picture, you know. Like you said, it's always, you know, that, uh, you mean, knocking the wood, you know, injuries involved and everything, you know, but, you know, at the same time, you always want to finish strong before the playoffs, you know, you don't want to give him too much rest, like we, we experienced it last year, you know, when we, we sweep Detroit, you know, we have the extra days, you know, and we come up, you know, play against Boston, we, nobody was, was ready, you know, because we didn't play for almost a week, you know, I think this is uh, the practicing and playing the games two different things, you cannot be in the same shape just practicing, you know, you have to play the games being actually you know the game shape so i think it's 
you know, obviously Coach Bart, it's whatever he has to do, you know, he will do it, obviously, you know, for the, you know, sequels of the, the best, you know, team and whatever necessary. We got a minute here before we get out of here, but I want to ask you, because we were talking about the teams that you guys have played for, so I'm going to ask you both. You've played with a lot of guys. What makes Giannis different? Uh, for me, he's work ethic, and uh, it doesn't matter, like, you know, if uh, whatever, he, he always focuses, you know, he's, he's still hungry, obviously, win, you know, MVP of the league, you know, he'll probably win even more, but I think, like, we see, day, the first day I see him when he was just drafted, he was always hungry, he worked more than anybody, and he's still doing the same thing what we did in the first, year, first day. See? I mean, I couldn't agree more with that. I, I think it's so unique to see a guy that has the God-given gifts that he has to be that tall and that long and that athletic and to be able to do what he does with his God-given gifts and still, like you said, have that hunger and the drive. and the, like It's it's a desperation. Like, he doesn't want to waste, it seems like, an hour in a day. He doesn't want to waste a day in a year. So to have those gifts and not rest on them and truly be desperate and scared almost to not be better by the end of the day than he wakes up, I think is it's its own talent. It's it's such a blessing and it's so unique. I think about Kobe. He was a guy like that that was not willing to waste a day, but he already had more gifts than a lot of guys. And so I think at 25 years old, for him to recognize that, it makes him, you know, to realize that at 31, 32 right. is one thing, but to be 25 and do it to me makes him, you know, he's one of a kind. Yeah, no doubt about it. Ersan, you have fun? Hell yeah. Man. So when you're deep into the postseason, we're going to have you come back. For sure. Aaron Sonny, Sylvia, ladies and gentlemen. Also, Steve Novak. I'm Bill Michaels. We are so glad you came out tonight. Don't forget, next Tuesday night, right back here at Good City Brewing. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to Hoopy and Abraham, obviously. We can't do it without them. Thanks to Network Health, Pro Star Services, the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame, and Lammy Management. Time for us to go. Have a go. station strong the bill michaels sports talk network this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.